Angie Coombs, The Waterfall Journey. Episode 17, Forgiveness 2. In this episode, we're going to explore the practical steps to forgive. Jesus made it a command in the Lord's Prayer that we should forgive others, that we might be forgiven. This is because Jesus went to the cross for us to be free of the crushing burden of sin and unforgiveness. We're going to look at forgiving ourselves and forgiving others. As we embark on the waterfall journey, there are likely to be two general areas of unforgiveness in our lives, the historical and the present. As we are willing to let the Holy Spirit transform us, we will become aware of where and how we suffered hurt along the way. Specifically, as we have worked on the spider diagram, we may well have uncovered more in our story of the actions of others that have caused us harm. Wherever we carry pain, there is likely to be relationship problems lurking in the background. So how do I do that? Forgive others. One, we start by acknowledging that we're all sinners. We all start in the same place as sinners saved by grace. And we all need forgiveness because we all have picked up sinful thinking, choices and behaviours living in the fallen world. No one is immune. Therefore, as we look on those who have harmed us, it is really helpful to remember those words of Jesus in Luke chapter 6 verses 37 to 38. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Frankly, we might feel nothing like complying at this stage, but no matter, just acknowledging we too are sinners is the start. Secondly, we need to decide to forgive, remembering that forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. If we wait to feel okay about forgiving another person, we may never do it. But we learnt in the last episode that where there is unforgiveness in our life, there is a hook and chain linking us back to the perpetrator. And even if you're forgiving through gritted teeth and only in obedience to the command of Jesus, release will come to you as the hook comes out of your flesh. Once the decision to forgive has been made, it allows God to work in us though it may take considerable time to work through our feelings. However, you have obeyed Jesus and you can leave judgment to him. We're all going to be accountable one day before him for the things we have done. Those who have harmed you 
will not forever get away with it. The culture today of needing to find someone to blame and only being able to let go after a lengthy legal process often causes additional harm to the victim. God can work spectacularly through those who are willing to obey and leave judgment to him. There is a need for wisdom and the Holy Spirit's guidance, but don't be surprised to be challenged by Jesus on this. Thirdly, we need to acknowledge our feelings. As we have seen when dealing with pain in episode 13, to deal with your feelings the healthy way is to own them, feel them, express them, and then deal with the issue. Buried feelings will always cause problems, often years later. There may be some really big feelings which will rattle around for some time after you've decided to forgive. These are not a qualitative expression of how well you forgave. Feelings must be dealt with and they take time to dissipate. Four, we need to evaluate the hurt and its consequences. Sometimes we minimize the consequences of another person's actions upon us, but we need to realistically assess the damage and the consequences to our lives that their actions have caused. Acknowledging how bad it was for us may mean looking again at long-held views. It is helpful to acknowledge that we are all damaged in some way. So to see the events that harmed you in the context of the life of the perpetrator, where they are now and the road they have traveled can be helpful. But this does not lessen or excuse what they may have done to you. Their difficult childhood may be a reason for their actions, but it does not mean your wounding and the consequences should be discounted. Evaluation is taking a good look at the wound, the way a doctor would explore an old injury, understanding all the consequences before applying treatment. All we learnt in the how to deal with pain comes into play here too, and this can take time. Problems happen in relationships, and we play our part too. So we need to be alive to our responsibility for the issue. However, big people do things to little people, not the other way around. Power resides with the big person. Sometimes the child within us does not recognize that we were powerless. Perspective is important. We must not apply an adult's viewpoint to something that happened to us as a child and harshly judge our actions or responses. An abuser works to make the more vulnerable person in a relationship pick up guilt and responsibility. And we are all, to a greater or lesser extent, agents of harm until we have inner healing. Fifthly, we must be willing to confront the other party. In the last episode, we learned the life skill of how to confront another person where there is a point of conflict between you. 
Problems will arise in every relationship from time to time, and dealing with the issue promptly grows deep and healthy relationships. Forgiveness is the key to doing this well. However, what about confronting someone who has altered the course of your life by their abuse? The principles may be the same, but the repercussions will be much more complex as the consequences have rolled down the years. It's a risky business then to confront because you cannot predict the reactions of the other party when they are challenged. What if they do not accept that anything happened? It requires much preparation and wisdom to know whether confrontation is right. When we live in the waterfall, we can know that if we are to tackle someone from our past, the Holy Spirit will make it clear. Otherwise, leave them to Jesus. 6. Be willing to be reconciled. Reconciliation is restoring the relationship to fully accept again the other person. It leads to powerful testimony when people are willing to understand their differences, forgive and let go of their hurt, accept each other and move forward together. There have been extraordinary examples of this in the peace process in Northern Ireland and the Reconciliation Commission in South Africa after apartheid. When we experience trouble, misunderstanding or mistakes in our relationships and go through the forgiveness process to this stage, we find those relationships become stronger as though forged in fire. We know each other more, know we can deal with problems and trust and freedom are found together in a strong bond between us. Again, this stage requires wisdom and is not always possible. It takes two to restore a relationship and the other party may not be willing to do so. You are only responsible for your own actions and somebody else's inability to travel this road does not limit the freedom that is yours by having forgiven them. And that's the seventh stage, to be free. To be free, we must avail ourselves of the gift that Jesus gave us, seeking forgiveness and reaching out to others in forgiveness. It is not always easy and demands effort, and often people worry whether they've really forgiven because memories and difficult feelings still pop up. But if you've taken the decision to forgive, the deal is done and it will not be revoked. However, what if the person keeps sinning against us, or we learn more of the effect it has had on us? Well, Jesus forgave, even whilst he was being sinned against on the cross. So difficult though it may be, he is our model. If we learn of something additional, we do need to forgive that, but only the newly revealed hurts. Forgiving once is enough. Then we need to forgive ourselves. The death of Jesus on the cross was big enough for anything we have done. When you've sought forgiveness of God and have done what you can of the process, you are free. However, we're not always ready to step into that freedom. 
This can be hard for it means coming out of the victim mode and standing on what God is saying. It is common to hear people say, I cannot forgive myself. The subtext to that is, I am too bad to be forgiven by the death of Jesus. Or put it another way, Jesus' sacrifice was not big enough for me. There is a lot of false pride in that. It leaves Jesus pinned to the cross. So our choice is to shut the door and move on, or keep Jesus nailed to the cross. For God, all our sins go into the sea of his forgetfulness. There is more. Forgiveness is essential to our going deeper into God on the journey to holiness. Unforgiveness can block our spiritual growth. It's an amazing gift that there is nothing that cannot be covered by the blood of Jesus given true repentance. By which I mean by saying sorry and turning away from our bucket. If I fail again, God will forgive me again. We're called to live in the freedom that the cross gives to please our Heavenly Father. He cared so much that he sent the best thing he had to save us. It costs God for us to be free. It means that each day we can have a fresh start, unencumbered by the weight of sin, as we undertake the things he has for us to do. This week's challenge is to do a forgiveness spring clean. Here are some questions to consider. 1. Have you ever had a clear out forgiving all the people who may have caused you harm in your life? If not, reflect on your timeline and make a list of those who have hurt you in any way at all. Then pray and before God forgive each one, speaking out their name as you do so. Experience the relief. From now on resolve to keep short accounts and forgive daily. 2. Who have you harmed? Do you need forgiveness for past deeds and behaviours that have damaged others? Go through the same process, seeking God's forgiveness. Remember, for life-influencing events, only confront others under the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. 3. Do you need to forgive yourself? Clear your own account. Let yourself off the hook. The death of Jesus has set us all free. 4. Review your relationships. Perhaps God is asking you to go and deal with the difficulty between you and another person. If so, prepare well. Now we're ready to bring the touch of Jesus into our lives to heal and restore us. In the next episode, we will learn how with the Holy Spirit to do this, to open ourselves to the wondrous, creative, healing power of our God. <laughs>